1: All right, folks out there, welcome back to the first episode in the new batch of episodes for Behold a Pale podcast, the truther experience for everybody that wants to be involved with Alex
4: Hawk over there. Uh, It is a true experience, a spiritual one.
3: The girls are beating down his door with baseball bats.
4: Yeah, and restraining orders at the same time. (laughs) Truly
1: spiritual, truly spiritual. Uh, so we're
4: we're, uh, even though I'm outside hanging on the limb, watching through the window at night.
1: We're all ghostly. Um, Ray raised his eyes to that. Um, will but but uh, real quickly, I'll announce everybody real quick. Um, to my uh immediate uh, left here we have Alexander Hawk, uh, actor, podcaster extraordinaire, more of a vidcaster, I'd say, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm a little more of a midcaster, but uh, trying to break into the podcast world. Oh,
1: you're on the uh, you're a co-host of the one half of the Boombasticast, Cast. Am I saying that correctly?
4: Uh, yes, you are. Okay, cool, cool, cool. My 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 other half on the Boombasticast.
1: Cast. Oh my, well that's nice. People catch that on the YouTube on the YouTube Boombasta Cast and on the Boombastic Media channel. Um, okay. under- under, under Alexander Hawk, we have Ray Booten, um, actor extraordinaire as well, another actor in the building, um, podcaster extraordinaire as well, you know, uh, very spiritual man, mediumship stuff, you know what I mean, very in tune. Um, how you doing over there, Ray? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Doing pretty good. You're a part of the Mostly Ghostly Show on the old network. How do you like that? I love it.
0: Loving it. What do you guys talk about on that show? Any and everything. Paranormal, um, UFO, hauntings, spiritual. If it's out there, we'll find it. We'll discuss it. Everything's out there, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just hasn't all been
1: found yet. I dig that. I love that stuff. Uh, I got to check out that show. I bet I'd love it. And... (laughs) Last but not least, you know, the lady of the episode. (laughs) The motor mouth herself. (laughs) Bringing some tenderness to the situation. I don't Uh, know about all that. (laughs) Mad Mel, Melissa Potter from the Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie show. How you doing over there?
3: I'm doing fantastic. I'm watching everybody's screens and Alex, his... Screen just did some crazy thing where, you know, it kind of looked like he went nuts for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And it's going in slow motion while you're doing it.
1: <laughs> Alex Hawk. Alex Performing Hawk, for reminds, us. Alex Hawk reminds me of Hakeem Phoenix uh, recovering from alcoholism. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what I'm saying. I, I,
4: just, I just can't help it. I just have to, have to feel the character, have to be the character.
1: Alex has more talent in the head of his dick than Hakeem Phoenix.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix?
1: I know <laughs> oh, Joaquin Phoenix would be a different story. I think he might be better than Hakeem.
4: <laughs> I can quote you on that. I wanted to put that on my like next audition. Yeah. Okay. I'll write Matthew out, uh, Fisher. This is a quote from him. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll, write a, I'll leave a review for you or something. I'll give you a nice Yelp review. So, yeah, we got, uh, you know, the first episode back of the Behold the Pill podcast. I thought it'd be kind of a fun thing to get all the people kind of on the network together to kind of talk about um, this subject, since you guys all do podcasts. Uh, The big question, I feel, is like a lot of people will argue whether or not it's good or bad that, you know, outlets like this are around that just anybody in the world could get in front of everybody and speak their mind, whether it be good or bad, or, you know, and when I mean good or bad, I don't mean opinions on things. I mean, actual trying to do bad things and trying to do good things. You know what I mean? As well as, you know, everybody with their opinions and stuff, you know, Alex, I'll ask you first, you know, what's your, uh, you you think it's a, a good or bad thing that, you know, and anybody could just hop online and, you know, you could get anybody from Mother Teresa coming on to change the world or Charles Manson Jr. coming on to bring everybody into a big grave.
4: Well, I mean, here's the thing, that it always boils down to that no matter uh, what um, what, uh, thing you have out there, whether it's TV, whether it's radio, whether it's, you know, the Internet, you're going to have people who will use it for good, and you'll have those who will use it for bad. Right. And um, the thing is that, I mean, the Internet itself with, you know, Facebook and YouTube and, like, every time you turn around, there's a new platform. I mean, you right. got TikTok now. And, you know, people are using it, um I mean, for the most part, you uh, you get you know just harmless things like you know uh, cat videos and you know uh, moms and the, and uh, uh, and and fathers doing you know crazy dances trying to be hip with the kids and not quite working, which you know is fun. But I mean, it's a place.
1: Do you think those videos? Have, you think those videos have a place, or do you think that's just a waste of everybody's time?
4: Well, that's the thing. I mean. Those are, I mean, it's. When, when you have something like this, my belief is try to make the most of it. Well, one thing I find interesting about society in general is that if you have something like this, people think of doing these silly uh, silly things. Now, you have the, um, like I was saying with the, the cabbage and all that, which are nice and cool. But then you also have the darkest side, where you have like these millennial kids who are like, hey, let's do the Tide Pod Challenge. Or like, let's have a camera in the car and get out of the car and do a funny dance as the car is, is rolling, you know, as kind of a dolly shop. Now, I mean, that might look cool, but it's also dangerous at the same time. You can still do, you know, funny little things like that without you know, risking yourself or someone else's life, and what I find is a lot of people, like, take these things, and they, you know, always seem to take it to the nth degree. I mean, they don't seem to, you know, either realize or think about what they're doing before they do it. They're like, oh, this is a cool thing. My buddy is doing this this challenge. I want to to get a million views so yeah. instead of trying to as like make something or try to promote something or try to you know change the world or even just putting out some information that might be useful or might not be you have a lot of people who are like all I want is to be famous I want to be known I want to go viral and that's, that's unfortunately, is, uh, the mindset for most people who are like, well, you know, I have this big thing where I can reach so many people. But in, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, a line from Jurassic Park where uh, uh, Malcolm says, you know, you're so busy thinking that whether you could do it, you never think if you should do it. Yeah. And unfortunately, that is what I find with a lot of people where they're like, well where people want to be, you know, famous, and they don't care what they have to do to become it. So they keep on trying to, you know, find these weird, you know, um, uh, like uh, tasks and, and all that to, you know, from, uh, to show themselves. But they're not trying to actually accomplish anything other than just being seen. It's not like it's not like someone's out there doing a the monologue and and uh, posting a uh, you know art or anything like that. You'd say people doing silly stuff that they're hoping will just catch someone's attention. So you have like fifty million views on it, while well, in the end yeah. the video doesn't accomplish anything.
1: Yeah, and even though I mean that's even though that's physically not harmful. Um... You know, mentally, it's probably, I'd say, pretty harmful to people, you know, creating this need for, you know, an acceptance and thing. What do you think, Ray?
0: I think it's a, a weak ego thing. Yeah. People have to feed their ego. They have a need. They have a de- deficiency, really. And they're reaching out for support, for recognition. Uh, they have that need to be recognized. They're not comfortable sitting back saying, oh, this is me. I'm okay. Yeah. They're, they're putting it out there. And unfortunately, uh, at times, a disregard for other people's well-being. I mean, we did on Mostly Ghostly, we did Creepypasta. Yeah. All, all of those internet things. And this was basically summoning evil and demons and how to do it on the web. And people will do the same thing with podcasts. They'll touch on topics which may be a not better shared, or at least there should be some sort of warning or limitations on it. And, uh, it is that need that, uh, they want to be recognized. They want to be on top. They want to be number one. And I say, just be yourself. You land where you land and just enjoy your life. Yeah. You think there's any type of
1: overall, uh, you think that that, that whole, the way your social media taps into kind of your soul, like, they say you go on, you jump on Facebook, you put up a picture, and you see, you know, a hundred people like it. You get like a warm feeling that you're like, oh, you know, people like it. You know what I mean? Um, and it's definitely negative. Uh, but Mel, what's your take on like the whole social media the stance on what's your what's your opinion of social media? You know, it, it, it's people can get lost in it. You know what I mean? It's like a it's A lot like, of people
3: take it way too seriously It's like
1: ready player one kinda you know what I mean like uh, what do you call that one are those avatars like everybody has their own they live this weird not real life online
3: yeah because when you're on, when you're on Facebook or whatever social media platform you are using you don't have to be the person you really are if you know you don't like something about yourself you can fake who you are and that's the problem of most people nowadays they you know they want to be someone they're not instead of just embracing who they are.
1: Yeah, it's such a weird thing because you'll see a lot of people that, like, oh, they're always, like, putting on that front that everything's great. You know what I mean? And it goes back to previously, we in Shock Treatment, we just talked about, you know, when we know, you know, you know we know these larger life characters that are always on, and they're always, like, full blast happy and stuff, but you've you got to know that behind the scenes there's got to be the yin to the yang to it. You know what I mean?
3: Or, yeah, or like the ones that are like, oh, my life is so fantastic, but then they forget that there's people on their social media who really know them and, you know, really know that, you know, their life is shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you you got to kind of remember who you're dealing with. Like, I can, you know, I know all of you guys. You guys know me. I'm not trying to be someone I'm not. I You know, I, I found a group of people I can relate to who I enjoy being around, who I enjoy talking to. So... Yeah, it's like... For me, it's a it's a different thing. Whereas most people, like, like Ray said, they, they're lacking something and they're just trying to make themselves feel better by having a bunch of strangers, you know, liking their pictures or, you know, females being pretty much naked in pictures. Like, I don't know what happened to, you know, leaving something to the imagination. But you know, they don't do that anymore. Everything, you know, let me let me show some TNA, get some likes. And I'll feel good about
1: myself and go to sleep. It remind, there's a filmmaker that used to... Uh, it was funny because like you'd, you'd catch him during the day on Facebook and he'd be super positive. And like, us against the world and all... And the, then by yeah.
3: nighttime, he's ready to commit suicide. I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: If you happen to be up at like 2.30 or 3 in the morning, like clockwork, it would always be this dark yep. shit. And, you know, things get dark, dude. In any, any type of field where you're kind of putting your dreams and hopes and everything on the line for something and you know so so far away you know what i mean and it's like one of those things that you know a lot of people tell you can't can't be done you know one of those things um yeah but you see that it's fun and it's like you got that and then they're always deleted by the morning when when people regularly wake up you know what i mean it's just weird.
3: yeah it's and, just it's just like why even go to that extreme like all right so you're happy go lucky at you know 9 a.m and then at 3 a.m you're ready to commit suicide but at yeah. 7 a.m., you're deleting all those posts. If you didn't get a bite, why keep doing it? If you feel the need to write something like that, that's just a that's either a cry for attention or a cry for help. Yeah. You know, because they don't want to take that step in going into the direction that they need to to get somebody to help them, you know?
1: Yeah, there's no worse than the cry for helps, too, because, like, and I hate to say it, but and it's very, that's like, this is a very fucking delicate subject we're talking about right now because I think everybody's seen this on Facebook or whatever, especially now with COVID, you know, and, and the political atmosphere. You're seeing a lot of people lose their shit on, on, on social media. Like we said before, you know, politics has become so ridiculous in the last maybe 15 years, 10 years, where like I remember where politics were just it was something that kind of happened behind, you know, it happened. It was like off camera stuff and you'd hear about it and you knew there was corruption and stuff there. But nowadays it wasn't like, it just wasn't as, there were certain people that let their life revolve around politics. But nowadays just about like everybody you run into has very strong opinions on their politics and it's kind of bad news because then you go back to the thing that we've probably talked about on every show. You get families that don't talk to each other. You have friends, friendships that are ruined over, like, people's opinions on certain things and, like, are taking a side. And it's like, well, none of these politicians really care about any of, like, the people that are not talking to their brother now. You know what I mean? Or the the one that the, – the, the kid that doesn't call his mother anymore because
3: – They're not going to pay you a mortgage this month because you got into a fight with your brother over that, you know, over their stand on – Politics, you know, or because you, you know, you're a Trump supporter and they're a Biden supporter. Yeah. So you know, your whole family's against you now because they're all Trump supporters. Trump's not going to pay your mortgage because your family's mad at you because you don't agree with them.
1: Well, it's really, yeah, it's really awful because like
3: Trump doesn't even pay his taxes, so never mind somebody else's mortgage. Donald, Donald pays
1: (laughs) for me. I I gotta give (laughs) Donald credit because he's been paying my taxes for me for the last fifteen years. Ever since he had success with uh, You're Fired, whatever that show was. Oh, yeah.
3: What the hell is that?
1: The
4: Apprentice. Yes.
1: The Apprentice. Yeah. Once, once he made money on The Apprentice, he started paying all my bills for me. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, the Donald, it's, like, it's really, like, upsetting when you really think about, like, how like, the people that are torn apart over because they like them. And it's, like, at the end of the day, like, in four years or eight years, depending on whatever... You're going to have a whole different opinion of things. And people, it's like they just like to find something that they can be passionate about. It's on politics or almost like sports were. we're still arc Well, they're dead now, but like we're where it's like everybody want to kind of belong to a group that it's like a belonging thing. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of the deal with politics is everybody. It's like, well, if I feel this way, I'll always have something to talk about. You know what I mean? It's almost like a, like a, a social thing it's more of a social thing than it is an actual belief system. You know, it's like take, you choose your team, not exactly like who, what you think, what you de- deeply dive into who's the greater good or the, the the worst evil. You know what I mean? It's just like kind of pick your team. And a lot of it's just naysay. I mean, media is real fucked up where you can't trust anything or believe anything you see in the news because it's all owned. It's, it's, they, they, they favor whatever – Whatever big corporations signing their checks is what they're gonna lean towards, you know what I mean? It's just kind of bad. Like, what what you guys' just take on media? Like, not you we just talked a little bit about social media, but what do you think about actual media, the news? These people that are supposed to. I remember back in the day, there was like an honor, a code to it, where people would like risk their lives to actually get truth and like bring bring real things to the light instead of like whatever can get people to click on TMZ articles and shit.
3: Whereas now they'll make up stuff just to get that watch.
1: Yeah. You know, they, they were, they, they were announcing people dead before they were dying uh, a couple months ago before COVID. I want to say they were, they announced a couple people because they know people are going to click on it. That's why you see all these, like you'll see these celebrity posts of someone who died 10 years ago and People are, like, sharing them nowadays like it happened yesterday. And it's like, I can't even think of how many times I've commented on people's posts or whatever or sent them a message and been like, yeah, they died three years ago. Like, I don't know what that's all about.
3: Yeah, because, you know, they, they happen to see it in their feed because someone else posted it. I mean, I've, I've been guilty of that. And there's like a couple of times where I forgot and I've reposted something or I reposted something because of it being like the anniversary of somebody's death. And then I get messaged, you know, they died three years ago. I'm like, you do know that today is the anniversary of when they passed, right? Yeah. So, so it's like I'm just resharing a story. It's not that serious.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ray, is a gentleman who's a couple of months older than the rest of us, what, what was your, what would, uh, you probably, you've seen more of the media, like, has it been a super drastic change since maybe you were a teenager to now, or has there always been a little bit of, like, you know, tongue in cheek lying? You know what I mean?
0: Oh, there's uh, there's always been lying. I think it's going to the extreme right now. Yeah. Um, it's just they had a code, but the code favored those in, in, in power. You take, uh, Kennedy, when he was president, everybody knew about Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And no, nobody put it out there because he didn't do that. He, was, he came from a powerful family, so he didn't do it. I would yeah. say that right now, as different groups, uh, financial groups have consolidated and different media outlets are all being bought up, it's becoming uh, very much used as a political tool. Yeah, and if, you want, if you want to talk about a conspiracy, the money behind it, they use that to drive people a certain way, whether it's uh, to buy into their political line or just to anger you and turn away uh, from politics so they can get away with what they want. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's manipulated. I like to check facts, and sometimes I'll do a search using several different search engines. And I'll know that I see a whole slew on one side of the issue, and maybe two that show the other side of the issue. Yeah. Then you look at who owns those half a dozen that uh, have that one side, and it's all traces all the way back through certain layers to one corporation.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So the other yeah, they're consolidating, they're coordinating they're putting views out there they're playing that social game and they're playing that game on social media and and media overall because they have their own agenda what they want yeah you know you know
1: the news is just another sitcom on television folks
2: yeah.
1: very scripted you get every
3: genre of movie in in watching a news report
1: but mostly horror and thriller but it's in there
3: and yeah
1: you brought up the president thing, and it's funny. Like we've, I think we've all gradually seen that the presidential spot slide from a part, a place of high respect. Like, like Ray said, like everybody knew about Marilyn Monroe, but nobody talked about it. You know what I mean? Because there was like a respect for the office, for the for that position, and now.
3: That all ended with Clinton.
1: Now people are talking. Now celebrities are talking about how they want to kill the president. You know, and it's like, and yeah, yeah. I think to go back you, right, right ahead, like I feel that Clinton was like a big turn in the the, the lack of respect. But do you think Nixon would have bet it, Ray? Or what do you guys think of that? Nixon was kind of like the first real president that kind of dropped the ball in, in public's eye, right? Nixon
0: in a Nixon in a big way did um, yeah. because it. Uh, his spying and uh, Watergate, which is unfortunate, because if you're talking about several other policies with China and other countries, he actually achieved some things. He made a a mistake, uh, and he paid for it. And leaving office should have been enough, but unfortunately, history, for the most part, takes a look at him and puts him down for getting anything he accomplished. Yeah. But he was a he was a big one an early one where they found out, wow, look, we can attack a president, we can get away with it. Here's a new target.
1: Yeah. It's true, it's crazy. Yeah, it's weird that like and like I said, I'm not a Trump person, but it's just weird that um just the whole aspect of it is like the fact that with the celebrities saying things like how he should be dead and stuff, you know what I mean? I'm either here or there on it. I just think, I feel like, you know, 30 years ago, you saying that would probably get you killed or, like, thrown in jail, at least. You know what I mean? Like, there's a there's an issue with it. Isn't there, like, sometimes... I remember always hearing the rumor about if you said something negative like that against the president, like, on the phone, like, they they picked it up. Like, there were secret words that, like, uh you know. They would,
3: Yeah, they would... You was, If they heard it, that was, like, automatically you were gonna, you know...
1: Yeah, I, I, I've always heard that deal, but it's interesting. Well, right,
0: right about now, I think the the NSA is overwhelmed between text messages, phones, and everything else that's uh, going on with threats that they just can't keep up. Celebrities are just the uh, highly visible ones. Yeah.
3: And right now, with a presidential debate on, they're not going to really give a shit about who's saying what because they're too busy paying attention to that.
1: Yeah, what you guys take on celebrities, you know, position within politics, like, nobody nobody I I really don't think you should look to a celebrity for your political choice,
0: but what do you guys think of that? Well, I think that they, like anybody else, have the right to an opinion. Yeah. Um, When they go out there and they start pushing, they should take into uh, pushing a viewpoint. They should take into account they will have people that will follow them and respect that and the impact it will have. I also disagree with a lot of people because I don't think just because of a celebrity status and I don't care if it's wealth or entertainment, where it comes from, sports, I don't think that makes them special. They're just another human being. They've achieved something. But that doesn't mean if they cross over into, let's say, politics, doesn't mean they're the expert in that either. Yeah.
3: I mean, I understand, like, if if a celebrity is saying something, you know, go ahead, use your platform to get your word out there, but at least do it in a positive manner. You know, don't take advantage of the fact that you're a celebrity and that you have all these people listening to you. Because people are, most people are sheep. They will, you know, they'll just follow the trends and, you know, do whatever, others tell them because they can't think for themselves. So it's like a risky type of deal to, you know, put all your faith into a celebrity.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Hawk, did you have an opinion on this?
4: Well, I mean, I agree with uh, Ray in, in the fact that, I mean, everyone has a right to their own opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree.
4: And, uh, when I'm dealing with, um, the one thing I always find hilarious when I'm talking to Friends of mine, and they're like, "Oh, why can't they keep politics out of out of sports? Or keep poli- uh, What? Why is that celebrity or that you um, know, you know, you know, going on about this? You know, I, I just want to sit down, and watch the game. I don't want to hear about politics, which I understand to a point because, especially now, because of social media, we get bombarded with nothing but political. Um, conspiracy theories and um, uh, beliefs and like this person said that, this person did this the reason yeah. it happened is because of this going on and the thing is every time you get one bit of information you got three other people saying that oh no that's wrong, this is right and the thing is uh, I understand people are getting tired of that but in my personal opinion, when it comes to celebs, they have the right to their opinion. And if they want to use the platform to point out their opinion, which is fine. But, as it was said uh, before, that as long as they understand that you know, being a celebrity, they do have a responsibility not to mislead. I mean, if, if they're sitting here and like, I believe what, um, what Biden said or his viewpoints, here, 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 or it's, or it's Trump. That's fine. But if you're trying to, you know, mislead people like, oh, Biden said this, and there's no proof that Biden said this, you just either want people to believe that Biden said something, or the same thing with Trump, uh, that's where the problem is. If you want to say, I'm a Democrat and this is my belief, or I'm a Republican and this is my belief, that's fine. Being a public figure should not be an issue for that because that's freedom of speech. Yeah. Uh, But if you are using your uh, platform, trying to mislead your fans or people that listen to you to go to one point because you Either being uh, paid, or whether you know someone is, you know, convinced you to do that for one reason or another. That's where the problem is. I mean that that's the way I see it.
3: Yeah, because you're misleading. You're misleading people.
4: It's yeah. a different I mean, idea. I, Yeah, I mean, I understand. I mean, you could be saying something that you believe is true, and later on, you find out it's false. But if that happens, my belief is you should then say, I'm sorry to my fans, sorry to the people who listened to me. I went with this kind of information. I thought I researched it and got the facts, and I unfortunately got this wrong. But you have to, that's why I always say, before you say anything on the platform for whatever side, you got to have actual facts to back it up instead of just like, Oh, I just I just feel this way without any, and unfortunately, a lot of people are just going by emotional responses and not going by actual factual research, and that's where yeah. I think a lot of people talk
1: about. true. It's a dirty game, you know what I mean. It's like uh, they want they want their side to win so much. Both sides, I think, they're willing to pull any low punches or. Anything they can to get there, you know what I mean. It's like a real that position's so coveted, you know what I mean. Um, that I think that it's you know they'll inside kill if if need be, you know anything anyway, you know it's power, you know power corrupts, you know I think that's that's the deal. But it is crazy. It's unfortunate that like they uh, they feel they need to go to that extreme of literally lying to people's faces to To get what you want, that's very fucked up, I feel. But I mean, the whole business is kind of crazy, so it is what it is, you know. Ray, what's your take on that? All this, the political, the political side of this, you know what I mean? To go back to the has, has the media always been the news always picked their favorite and pushed that for that one, or have they been back in the day? Have they been more even of a trade off?
0: Uh, a little bit more, a little bit more even. Most of the uh, ranting was to the, uh, oh, what do they call it? Uh, even people could write in. They had an opinion page in the, uh, in the newspapers. Yeah. You'd always write in and people make all their comments on the articles. Um, you had commentaries on the news where they, uh, during that period of time, they do their interpretation of what happened. Yeah, quite I'm often... Sure quite often they would just show uh, something that happened uh, and they waited till the commentary. So there was a little bit more of that but uh, yeah, they they still by what they omitted, what they didn't show what they didn't report that story was always hard to dig up to get the other side. Now it's uh, all sides, it's a free for all and uh, no one seems to care. I agree with Hawk. no, No one seems to care that, you know, What the narrative is, they're pushing. They're pushing the the, the narrative, not the facts. And uh, it reminds me, what the news or the media reminds me of now is an old saying about a a fight. If you're ever going to fight, there's no such thing as a fair fight. True. They want to win. That's it.
1: Yeah. We're going to take a break real quick and we'll be right back in a moment.
3: Check the back out. See how you like it.
0: I'm in my own smooth, I'm in a good move. I'm getting plastered, ripped out of the frame, and I'm singing, having a good time for everybody, and letting the good times roll. And everybody's happy and everybody loves it. When I see you laugh, it makes me happy. And then when I'm mad, I feel like I am Charles Manson. I can't stop killing you. I'd enjoy killing people, cutting them up, shooting them, whatever. It wouldn't make no difference because then I wouldn't have enough to lose anyway. It's like
1: the dead killing the dead. All right, welcome back to Behold the Pill podcast. I hope you enjoyed our sponsorship commercial there. Oh, nice. So, Ray, sorry we had to cut you off there. We had to pay the bills. Ah, you know what I mean. yeah, we're talking about how, you know, the news kind of pushes their agenda. It's kind of like darkly corrupt, don't you think? And people see it, but they don't. Why do you think people can just see them pushing an agenda, but not think it's bad? What's your take on that?
0: I think that uh, people have a need to belong. Um, and maybe pushing a, an agenda, but they see the news as the authority. Yeah. Uh, they follow that authority. You know, it's, it's uh, people are sheep. They don't want to They don't want to stand on their own. Physically? Uh,
1: <laughs> They've been crossed over?
0: Uh, sometimes I they think they're more like goats. You scare them and they'll fall over. Um, but no, they're, they're more like sheep. People are followers. They don't think for themselves. And uh, they don't question. Or even if they begin to question it, it may conflict with their uh, personal beliefs. And they just won't go there. Said, nope, nope, nope. They're they're saying something I like. Add that, add that to what I think is. Uh, and we were talking about on like social be- media how people get on in and are always looking for likes and this and that, and they start selecting their friends. Yeah. And I call I call it the clan mentality. It's like we still got a bit of that tribal in us, and mm. that we collect a lot of people around us that think think the same, want everything the same. And we look for reassurance, and we look for acceptance among those people, and we give up a lot sometimes uh, just to get that acceptance. True. Just like we give a lot, we give a lot up just to authority when we shouldn't have to. Yeah. And yep. the news, the news, unfortunately, has always been, "Oh, this is the authority. We give it to you straight." Uh, no, we don't give it to us straight. Who's paying you to give us what story?
1: Do you think the news gets a get-out-of-jail card because it, it it's our kind of only window to the world around, outside of us? What do you think well, about uh, it? Or it was for a long time?
0: And that and that's, and that's if you're going to look at that, I'm going to go one step further. I'm yeah. going to say if, uh, they get out of jail because of who's backing them. I mean, people will say, oh, that's a conspiracy thing. It's not. You watch how the world goes. News and controlling the news from Hitler, Hitler, um, Tons of people in the past have used that as a means to control people. Yeah. And right now, the powers that be behind everything, they're putting a play on. They're making their move, and they're trying to line people up the way they want. And they, right now, with the money and the way it's structured, they can use the news. They're using the news.
1: Yeah. You know, there's, there's big talk that um, certain people feel, certain people don't feel, that a lot of the bad stuff you're seeing on the news is all kind of... Uh, if not, if not false, then it's definitely may exaggerated into a bigger deal. What's your take on them doing that, of uh, actually falsifying complete facts as, or exaggerating
0: for their benefit? I'd say at least at least exaggerating. And some of the catastrophes, I'll go one step further, uh, put it up there as a red flag. They created to create a new situation in a certain environment. Um, people don't want to hear that and that's because they don't believe that there are people that evil out in the world to do yeah. that but there always have been take a look at any uh, any people again I'll use Hitler you use the emperors of Rome at one time possibly still now to a degree the monarchy in, in England there's been a lot of, lot of pushing it and evil out there and yeah. people don't want to believe it exists and right now my personal belief is that's what's behind the media and it would stop at nothing to serve their overlords.
1: Yeah, there's a reason why people lock their doors at night to keep people out, and I think they, they they don't think they don't you know really think about the fact that these other people are people they should lock their doors against too, even though they have million dollar bank accounts. You
0: know. Oh yeah they didn't get their they didn't get their billions by necessarily being the nicest people in the world. You take certain families, the one I know of. Um. They were rich and powerful in the 1600s. Yeah. That particular family has trillions right now. And they have survived every single war.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're still on top. And don't tell me they don't push agendas. And they right. don't have in to be able to survive that long. That they're not pushing buttons. They're pushing buttons.
1: If it's the family I'm thinking of, there's... Um... There was like a famous quote that the mother one of the mothers had where it was like talking about how like it didn't really matter who won who won a certain war because their son had his hand on both sides. So like even though the even though we're going to war for mostly money and power we usually go for, but it's like they that it like it was it was all a big game type deal. Like even though it was a war people were dying in it, like it almost had to had to be done for like the unraveling of their story you know like a lot, because a lot of these like these folk the family you're talking about believe in legacy and you know build, building what their the crest the family crest and what it, what you know respect for you know lifelong bloodlines and just generations and generations um and they'll stop at nothing you know what i mean to uh to keep that power, you know
0: what I mean Oh, that definitely. They didn't. Like I said, they didn't get there by being uh, nice, nice, and they're certainly not going to give it up. I mean, they are totally hung up on their family line and and the power that they have. Mm. And and as far as playing both sides against the middle, um, that way there, you're a win-win. Doesn't matter who wins that war or that conflict, you're on a winning side because you've been playing both sides. Yeah, you come out on you come out on top. Your family, your legacy keeps going. And you're still pulling the strings. Yeah, I mean
1: it's. I feel like the majority of things, you know, the media, all these big corporations. I mean, they're all kind of owned by the same group, handful of people. It's not. that's well known stuff. Um. I, yeah, I can just never understand when people can't wrap their head around the fact that like, it's like yeah, they own they're, they're bad. You know, they're bad folks. They own these these media outlets, but they wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't like fabricate things. And I, they can't
0: like comprehend. It's always kind of crazy. Well, you have fabrication now as they try and rewrite history. They deny uh, the Holocaust. They're yeah. denying a bunch of things. They're trying to rewrite the history the way they want to shape people's minds. Yeah, I mean, in a small way, when I was young, I knew a family that owned. Uh, 14 different news outlets hmm. and uh, went to visit them one time. They owned private land. On that land was a lake. And most people don't have a concept of how they live because we were sitting by the lake and I put down, I was fairly young, I was drinking soda, behaving. You can the philosophy. I was and I put it down and I was talking. And I noticed movement, and I looked down next to me. That a servant came because it went past the halfway point on the glass. He replaced it with a full one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to ask, and I just had people waiting. I mean, as I was waiting for someone to wipe my butt, right? I, it was, it was like, well, you people live like this, yeah? It's like if I, if I sneeze, are they going to come and hold the tissue for me? I mean, what is yeah. going on here? But. Yeah. You, <laughs> that what they thought of themselves. You know, yeah. they were above everybody else. Uh, everybody else, would, they, they were just, you know, those, those are the common people, the peasants out there. This is yeah. us.
3: Just be thankful you were drinking soda.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I, was, I was talking to an actor recently today who was having an issue with, uh, he was like an in-between guy in between these two producers. And um, we talked about that. It's like these people, you know, people that come from money, it's like, when things don't work out in their favor, the shit hits the fan because like, it always has, you know what I mean? So like, it gets ugly at that point. And, uh, same thing with that, you know, that, that, that royalty. Except they're willing to do a lot more fucked up things to make, make sure nobody takes their spot. You know, if it, if it wasn't for like the corruption, it'd almost be honorable the way that they want to take care of their family, you know what I mean? But like, you know, everybody should have a fear shake and, you know, you, to a degree and like, you shouldn't, you know, uh,
3: there's a limit on everything.
1: I don't like that higher patriarch thing. Uh, it's it's too crazy. I mean, it, it's nobody should have we're all human. Nobody should be above anybody else type deal. Like I when I, I used to do deli work, right. And I used to have an opinion of, of you know, the, the way that you'll see customers like talk down on like deli people and. People, you know, the expendable people uh, to keep it with COVID times. Uh, what do they call us? Uh, essential employees. That to, 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 to <laughs> make note of a uh, famous Alexander Huck short film. But um, like it, it's the way that I've seen customers talk to like just people that are like ha- waiting on them is like blow, blew my mind. Like it, it's crazy. But in it, it, there's only certain parts of essential work that you catch that at. Like, you don't – you know, at restaurants, you don't really see people messing with pe- with waiters that much or the chef because they, they they're afraid that they're going to mess with their food. But, like, these people are handling your food, too. Like, I don't understand, but there's such, like, a weird, like, big drop-off in respect, you know what I mean? Like, people – these people that show that are, treat them like that really have no respect for people in general, so they don't really treat anybody that great except the man in the mirror. "Quote MJ," but uh, you know, yeah. It's just well, I was like
3: yesterday. I I, I had yeah. to take um, the client that I was working with to the market, yeah. and the the lady that was cashing out was cashing out in front of me had a cart full of groceries. She had on leggings, a cropped shirt, and flip flops, and. You know, it looked like she just literally rolled out of the bed and went into the market, and she's complaining because it was an older lady that was, you know, cashing everybody out, and she's complaining that she's taking too long bagging her stuff. And I'm like, well, um, I was like, your hands don't look broken. You could also bag your own groceries. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not gonna kill you.
1: Yeah. Um, I forget the the writer's name. He wrote that um the Infinite Jest book, David Wallace. I don't know, he was a famous, he, he had some good heat about him, and he later went on to kill himself, which was a little unfortunate. But he had this great quote that he said at a, at a he said at a, um David Wall, uh, I'll remember when I don't need to know. But he had this good quote about, like, how, you know, everybody's fighting a battle-type deal, and he was like, you know... You might, you're gonna be, you're gonna get caught up in the, the, the hustle and bustle of life, and you're gonna catch yourself at a grocery store, you know, on a Friday afternoon, and you don't wanna be there, and everybody's looking, you know, to get out of there quick, and you get caught behind this lady who's a complete mess and frazzled and can't find her coupons, and you're thinking to yourself, this lady sucks, like, why, why is she here? Just stay out of the way if you're gonna be a problem like this, but. You got to think about the other thing, maybe she's frazzled because she's been up with her husband who's dying of cancer all night, you know what I mean? You got to like really look into stuff like that. So like it's the humanity aspect of it. You know, it goes deeper. So you got to kind of really I don't know, you got to take that 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 outlook of like kind of put yourself in the other people's shoes, which I don't think I don't think they can. I think that's part of their problem, right? Really, to go back to like that deal because like you said it's like everything. You know, they don't know what an empty cup looks like. You know what I mean? Like to go back to what you were saying. Like Dave, they can't see that that cup half empty because they've all always seen it full. You know what I mean?
3: It's like yeah, that. You, When you have a certain when you're when you're privileged, yeah. you know, you only care about yourself. So you know, you tend to become a spoiled little bitch and think that everything should be your way all the time.
0: True. Well, I, I can remember a situation where uh, an invitation was sent out. And unfortunately, it was a case of uh you know sorry, uh my car's broken, I can't make it yeah I, I haven't had it fixed. No problem. Limo was sent now, how the hell I ever got in with these people? I don't know <laughs> no, I wish you were still in with them. <laughs> well, I knew one of them when i was, when I was young who was uh that was the closest to a human being among them <laughs> I knew <laughs> uh, no, no lizard eyes on that one but uh <laughs> fortunately he liked me uh that's a, good a friend I was met by accident but it was kind of like oh your car's broken down don't worry about it boom 15 minutes later there's a there's a limo outside waiting for you it's kind of like really uh this is how you live yeah i know like it,
3: that just happened
1: the, the crazy part is, in his mind, he probably thinks he doesn't have it as good. Like, he's probably like, man, I'm always getting a tough break. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Uh,
0: wait, wait, wait till I take over from Dad. Then I'll really live it up.
1: Be, he'll be killing children with golden knives. Where did you meet him? You said you just randomly met him somewhere? Without going too deep? Uh, without
0: going too deep.
3: Here uh... at McDonald's having coffee.
0: <laughs> no. No. It wa it was uh outside in nature. I was exploring, he was exploring. Yeah. He, he used to like to slip away from the family. And makes sense. I'm a favorite refuge of mine has always been nature. Yeah. And we kind of bumped into each other and uh we're doing the same thing and hit it off. Yeah, I feel like anybody
1: that comes from that type of world and family, like getting into the wilderness or meditation, like it's really kind of the only really escape you can kind of get from that.
0: Well, when I, I'm living in a, I'm now living in a town I grew up in, but yeah, and even though it's still a small town, it's built up more. But the edge of town was the end of my block, mm-hmm. and there was just a wooded area, wooded enough so they still hunted and did everything out there. If you went far enough into that, then you started to go into territory that you weren't supposed to go into, and there were some shall we say, nicer houses, also known as mansions and other people and stuff. So he tended to stay away from there because they got touchy. But, yeah, we met by accident.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, you know. It's definitely uh, tricky stuff. But, yeah, the only way to add, you know, lucky enough to kind of – link in like that you know that doesn't happen too often you know those crowds like you know they're, they're, they they kind of keep to themselves like you said in their own little communities
0: dealing with the people that they've known for a while and such well he was he was cool because i got the feeling that uh the time i went to their uh summer place they own the whole lake and all the land around it and stuff the family kind of tolerated me for his sake at yeah. one point we took one point we took off and went down to the other side of the lake to get away from them.
1: You're very lucky you didn't disappear, Ray.
0: (laughs) Like, for real. If they thought you were a bad influence
1: on their kid, like,
0: it's very possible. Oh, that's easy. Just send them off to Europe to go to college, and then I can't follow. There you
1: go. Those are the people that can change the world. You get that money and power behind a good heart. Those are, like, the people that actually make a difference.
0: You know? Uh... Yeah, up until about last year, we were in loose contact. He's uh, disappeared. Maybe I just spoke my mind too many times. On podcasts like this.
3: (laughs) The family family told him,
0: if we catch you talking to Ray one more time, you're dead.
3: We're going to disown you.
1: They they gave him plastic surgery,
0: and his body was the Epstein body. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) While I had the chance... While I had that chance, I should have taken that offer of... uh, Visiting me summer home, which happened to be a villa with eighteen rules in a coast, rooms in the coast of Italy, but I didn't do it.
4: Yeah,
1: well, that could have been the big, the great escape of you. They, they could have got rid of you there. You
0: know that, or I chose not to come
1: back. See, in a situation like that, you got to be careful because they, if they, they'll take a whole plane of people down with you just to get rid of you.
0: Oh yeah, but I didn't go. It could
1: be Brian or something. I heard a crazy conspiracy about Kobe Bryant and um we'll get into I wanna do an episode on it, but it was like a weird thing about how like Big Pharma brought him down because he was like in the middle of a lawsuit over this like pain medicine that he was on that's like uh they're giving to the athletes that, muscle
3: like, relaxes or something.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like destroying their joints or something, but they're still giving it to him. So I guess he was like suing uh suing this big pharma company and they uh they don't like that, they don't, so they, they made him go away.
0: That's what I hear. I'd have to research a little more, yeah. I was going to say that it probably wouldn't, if he took a quiet payoff, it would have been okay, but if he brings attention to it and they lose their status and the rest of the business, that's not okay. I think
1: he was trying to be a good guy. You see those, like, when you're, when you're a big athlete like that, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're beloved, but like the people, the corporation that owns you, you're just like a business thing. Um, I'm sure people are friendly with them, but for the most part, it's business. And like, it's like Tupac, like they knew that in Michael Jackson, you know, when these people die, they know that their catalogs are going to sell, you know, big. Like I remember going to the mall the weekend that Kobe Bryant died, the, the weekend after he died. And I seen at least seven people buy jerseys. And we're talking about $150 and up jerseys. Like you got to figure out, you know, the people that are getting that money are the people I think that, uh, when big when big things like that, if it was to be, if that theory is actually true, and it was a big pharma thing, I feel like, and that ain't that far off from what could be reality. Realistically, if you really started to boil it down and think about it, it's money and power. At the end of the day, everything's money and power, and the the the, uh, the pursuit of it. So like, and and uh, you know, who who's to say? And there's people that think. The more you know the more money and power you have the more godlike you are you know what I mean so it's just trouble Alex Hawk is one of those people who thinks that the more money and power you have the more like God you are
4: well I mean I believe that those who have more money and power definitely believe that yeah they believe that uh, they believe that because they have the money and power they have the right to who uh, instill their own beliefs or their own um, uh, wants and needs over yours. Yeah. And, it's, uh, and unfortunately, I mean, that's that's how the world is. And on very rare occasions, you might get someone who ends up in the 1% that actually looks down and realizes that they can do something with their money and help their fellow man. But, uh, I mean, if you want to think about it, uh, how many millionaires are out there and and none of them have become Batman yet? So, <laughs> I mean, it's... It's true. It, and it's that thing that um, when you find yourself with all that, uh, e- even... I mean, if you go back and you look at, like, the different... Revolutions. I mean, in different countries, where you have the downtrodden, and they get together and they overthrow the government, and they're all like, "We're going to make this government better than the the one that we have now." What yeah. you see is when those downtrodden people, the people who have had to scrape and been poor their entire lives, as soon as they end up becoming the ones in power, you see the corruption happen again. You don't see them, you know, holding on to their integrity, or at least the, the integrity that they believed they had when they were fighting corruption. Yeah. And when they, you know, find themselves with the ability to live the way that those that they hated lived before them, they they don't want to give it up. I mean, they they start thinking, well, you know, they did this. what I deserve this. I mean, I want... To well, I mean, I mean, my my parents have died uh, when I was young, or some other sub story, and they're like, well, now, well, now I should, I have rights to now be the one in power, and 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 unfortunately, you have two types of people, especially when, when uh, people who have been abused or downtrodden. You have one that are like, I've been abused. And I don't want anyone else to feel like what I have felt. I want to help people who have been through the same stuff I have. Now, that is the small percentage of the population. Most people, their opinion is like, you know what? I had to struggle to pay off my student loans. I had to struggle to get my first house. I had to struggle to do, uh, to do all this. And you know what? Now that you're saying that, you know... My uh, best friend can, you know, uh, not go through the same stuff that I have. That's not right because I had to suffer to 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 become who I am. So it means that you know the young that everyone has to go through the same thing that you have. Instead of thinking, well, what you went through was not right. There's a problem with the system. We have to fix that system. Everyone's like. Well, you don't understand, because I suffered this way, this is how it has to be, and everyone has to suffer exactly the way I have suffered. Otherwise, what I went through uh, is unfair to me, because I I had to suffer, get where I am, so everyone has to suffer the same way that I have.
1: Who are you speaking for? You were a little long-winded there, my friend. (laughs) What were you... What show are we on here? What year is this? The, um, <laughs> what were you ta- who are you talking the, about? Is, the rich people?
3: I mean, screw it. I look at it as my, my struggle. My struggle has made me who I am. So it just makes I, me appreciate what I have more. My, Mind comp,
1: my struggle. <laughs> I, knew Ray with, I knew Ray would raise his eyebrows at that one. Well, uh-huh.
4: I mean, I mean, the thing is that that's, what usually happens when you have those who then fight against corruption and then becomes the ones in power, they then have a tendency to be corrupted themselves. It's like he's saying absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the mindset that I struggled to get to this point, mm-hmm. so I have to make it hard for anyone else to get to the point I have. Instead of lifting people up to try to help them, I mean,
2: Ooh.
3: I remember this story. That's when Harvey Dent became Two Faced, right?
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out who's struggling. Are you still talking about rich people? Are you talking about the struggles of rich people? You're not. You're not looking good here.
2: Yeah.
4: No, I'm talking about this. I'm I'm talking about how power corrupts people, even good yeah. people. Who. <laughs> Who try to fix the government? That's why whenever you see like a like the French Revolution, you have you know the downtrodden. Ray, are you
1: drinking officers. out of a vase? <laughs> <laughs> are you drinking a vase. What the hell was that thing? Dude?
3: That, was like a,
2: that was like a
1: clown glass. Ray's drinking out of like a four foot glass, like a clown, like a carrot top prop. The um. <laughs> so back, <you> know, <laughs> back to how the, how the rich people have terrible lives. The um, I yeah. want to have that terrible life for yeah. like a day. Yeah, like well, that's the weird thing with the struggle is like to be fair. I don't, you know, the, the majority of people that are rich never really struggled. To be fair, some have, but the majority didn't. It was
3: handed to them.
1: It was kind yeah. of handed down to them, like the like the Donald, you know.
4: Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's that's the big problem with. Especially the the hierarchy that we have right now. I mean, it's all within families, and they all you know keep their power and they keep anyone from trying to reach up.
1: Yeah,
4: it's trying to say that the problem is when even if it's uh, it's just that whenever anyone gets into the sense of power, all their good um, natures, all all the things they say they want to do. Always seem to disappear. They always seem to become exactly what they fight against. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I mean, I just think it's the 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 just the um, the uh, love of power, the love of money the allow uh, the when you get up there, you just have a tendency to forget where you come from. I mean, there's a few people that have come from nothing that have become very, very well off, and a lot of them, most of them, don't seem to acknowledge or try to go back and help those who are in the same situation they were uh, when they started out. Yeah. So, I mean, this I just think that... No matter who you are, if you get to that level of power and money, um, your your thought processes of trying to help your fellow man seem to dissipate.
1: Do you think it's possible for someone that was born into an, an enormous amount of wealth and was pampered? Do you think it's for them to be well-rounded, like a well-rounded individual? You know, do you think that's possible, or do you think it's kind of you know, impossible or a hard task for them to be able to see life.
2: I
4: believe believe that anything is possible. I do think it's highly unlikely.
0: What do you feel, Ray? Ray, how do you feel about that? I think it's highly unlikely because you're brought up with a certain attitude. They are the elite. They are the powerful. They deserve this. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, they... They're uh, given that attitude from birth. You know, stay away from them. No, you can't marry them. No, you can't do this. They're not good enough for you. I think there's a strange paradox going on with the uh, with the people at that level. They're number one. They feel they're all powerful. Number two, they're also paranoid yeah. of of other people in power and losing their power. So they walk that edge all the time. They see threats that aren't there, and they are compelled to try and control all the time and make sure that their power is secure and gain more because, heaven forbid, if they should ever lose it, what would they do? They identify with it. It's their identity. Take it yeah. away and there's no person there, no soul. It's true.
1: Mel, what do you think about that? You think you think a, a, a child born into everything you could ever want could be fully, a, like, a well-rounded person? Uh-oh. Your audio is not well rounded.
4: No,
3: sorry. A cat jumped up on the laptop. <laughs> yeah, blame
1: the cat.
3: Um, <laughs> um, I guess it depends on the family.
0: Yeah.
3: You know, um you would hope they would be well-rounded individuals, but yeah. It's going to be based on the upbringing. You know, usually kids that, you know, have everything handed to them tend to be disrespectful and they don't appreciate what they have. Yeah. So, you know, they like, it's been said already, like they just expect everything to be their way all the time.
1: Hmm. So appreciation, I think we would all agree that appreciate.
3: Yeah. They lacked appreciation and they lack respect. Uh,
1: that's the key to appreciate what you have, you know, to be able to see other people that don't, aren't as blessed in different situations, you know, I think we can all agree we don't, you know, we're, we're, we've we talked, maybe said some bad things, but we don't, nobody hates anybody for having money. It's just, it's how you, what you do with your money and how you handle, how you treat people, you know, who don't have as much as you type deal on it. I think that, you know, with, you know, so somebody could kind of be well adjusted in a situation if they could see both different sides of it, if the parenting was good. And they can see both sides of life and learn to appreciate what they have and learn yeah, why... I
3: think like a, a lot of it tends to be like, I've noticed, you know, with some families that are wealthy, if, yeah. if they're... I get What are they The old money. Yeah. You know, they tend to be more of an asshole type <laughs> than the ones that worked to get that money. Yeah. So the ones that actually worked and, you know made their money from the struggle tend to have children that are more respectful, that they're more appreciative because they try to instill those values on their children too. That, you know, just as quick as you made that money, you could lose it.
1: Now, do you think that their, 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 their weird attitude comes from either that they actually think that they're better than everybody? Or do you think that there's a weird underlying thing where I think everybody wants to think that they're an underdog and that they, they, you know, they overcome things. And when they know that they're not really an underdog and that they, they haven't overcome anything, they've had a free ride and they know they have had, a, the, you know, the gravy train. I think that they're almost that they're bitter that they the same way certain people would be bitter. They weren't born into money. I think they're bitter that they are born into money. What's your take on that?
3: I wouldn't have any complaints about being born into money.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, but I don't have money, so I really don't right. know how to answer that yeah. Ray, what,
1: Ray, what do you, think? What do you uh, think?
0: No, I don't think they were bitter because I think that they've been well indoctrinated, whether it's by the nannies, the parents, whatever, that most, not all, but most, uh, think they are where they deserve to be. Yeah. And uh, they they don't feel bitter at all. Uh, in contrast, uh, I did know or my family knew an, a different family that uh, uh, they had money going way back, mm. but um, they were they were completely the opposite. They gave away money. They gave they supported charities. I mean, they were what you would think would be more like the ideal rich person. Yeah, I mean, they were always trying to help, and it didn't matter where you came from the complete opposite of the other family.
1: Yeah, because you look at situations where you have like kids that are born into, you know, the clan, like a relationship that revolves around the clan that you know hate uh, uh, ra- group, groups of people, races of people for whatever reason. Like you, you see that ki- kids can break that mold. You know what I mean, and, and kind of leave it. So like it's almost like they, in a wealth bracket, you could do it in a class system, you could almost do it. Change that way of thinking as well, you know. You'd want to, you have to want to. Like, both, you'd have to want it, you know what I mean? It, it ain't going to be easy. It's reprogramming, but like, you could def- I think you could do it. It's the same thing when you talk to people and they say that they, you know, there's certain elements of their life that they hate and they, instead, of, you know, they let it drag their life down instead of trying to change it, you know what I mean? I think anybody could change anything in their life with just, you know, you got to willpower and, you know, mind control mind control
0: but that takes tough uh that takes a certain toughness you got to take a careful look at yourself yeah and uh look at your weaknesses and turn them into your strengths use them for your in your advantage not the disadvantage yeah i support it but
1: well you know we're, we're 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 rounding out on what i assume to be close to an hour we've had a few technical issues but uh We'll we'll transcend through. And uh, did anybody want to say anything in closing?
3: I think that went well for uh, all four of us being on one show. (laughs) Yeah, Um, If all we had was a couple of technical difficulties, we did well.
1: (laughs) Well, I thank you. I thank you all for coming on. Hopefully, you all come back on again. You guys definitely. You guys want to, you know, tell everybody? I guess we'll start with Hawk real quick because you're off to the left, and just real quickly tell everybody where they can catch uh, catch your stuff.
4: Well, uh, you can always uh, catch my stuff on Facebook under Alexander Hawk um, or Alexander Hawk uh, fan page. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram under Hawkman two twenty, and also on Twitter under Alexander Hawk. What? Good man. Ray, how about you? Well, on Facebook, there's always Mostly Ghostly.
0: Woo! New episode every week. Um, I also have another uh, site, the Companions of Spirit, that delves into a lot of spiritual and other things. Yeah. Uh, I've got my main page, and I also have a uh, Ray Booten actor page. Uh, Actually, I just posted to it, a movie I finished up that's in post-production. It's getting ready to go to Amazon and hit a few theaters. I dig, I dig, I dig. Mel, how about you?
3: Well, you can find me on the Shock Treatment page. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Um, We have a Shock Treatment Twitter page. I have my own personal Twitter page, Instagram, Facebook, you know, Snapchat. I'm on all of them, so you can find me usually anywhere on one of the above
1: Cool. All right. Well, thanks everybody for being a part of the show, and we'll catch everybody on the next episode of Behold a Pale Podcast. Bye.
2: Where I can choose to force myself to consider the likelihood that everyone else in the supermarket's checkout line is just as bored and frustrated as I am, and that some of these people probably have much harder, more tedious, or painful lives than I did. Again, please don't think I'm giving you moral advice or that I'm saying you're supposed to think this way or that anyone expects you to just automatically do it because it's hard. It takes will and effort. And if you were like me, some days you won't be able to do it or you just flat out won't want to. But most days, if you're aware enough to give yourself a choice, you can choose to look differently at this fat, dead-eyed, over-made-up lady who just screamed at her kid in the checkout line. Maybe she's not usually like this. Maybe she's been up three straight nights holding the hand of her husband who's dying of bone cancer. Or maybe this very lady is the low-wage clerk at the motor vehicles department who just yesterday helped your spouse resolve a horrific, infuriating red tape problem through some small act of bureaucratic kindness. Of course, none of this is likely, but it's also not impossible. It just depends what you want to consider. If you're automatically sure that you know what reality is and who and what is really important, if you want to operate on your default setting, then you, like me, probably won't consider possibilities that aren't annoying and miserable. But if you've really learned how to think, how to pay attention, then you will know you have other options. It will actually be within your power to experience a crowded, hot, slow, consumer hell-type situation as not only meaningful, but sacred, on fire with the same force that lit the stars. Love, fellowship, the mystical oneness of all things deep down. Not that that mystical stuff's necessarily true. The only thing that's capital T true is that you get to decide how you're going to try to see it. This, I submit, is the freedom of real education, of learning how to be well-adjusted,